0: All right. We're excited. We should we should talk about this.
1: Yeah. Here he comes. Here comes be demon. He's a demon on speed. No, that's not right.
0: (laughs) Does anyone have any doubt that this character would be played by Nicolas
1: Cage? (sighs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) My God, I I don't even know. I I, (laughs) I don't want I don't want that. I I've already seen Ghost Rider. I'm I'm good. What's, jelly what's, wrong with,
2: what's
0: wrong with Ghost Rider? Now it's Ghost Runner, you
1: know.
2: <laughs> I
0: wonder What's wrong with the name they were thinking of? But
1: what's wrong with with the movie Ghost Rider, Leo? Yeah, I swear to God, I will kick Wes you off Bentley? this fucking podcast right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> West Bentley, Peter Fonda, not Donald Yo. Logue.
1: <laughs> I mean, where do I fucking start? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. My God. Ooh. Fucking. Nicholas uh, this this cage is eating jelly beans out of a cocktail glass.
0: <laughs> Christ. Hold on. Karen Carpenter's on. <laughs> but uh, re- regardless of that comment, um, this is one book that I had actually never read and you had suggested. And is, yeah. it is the first time I had ever seen pretty much anything other than the cover for this character. Oh. So this, this was kind of like a, a, a fresh look at uh, something from 1996 for me. So that was kind of cool.
2: The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only.
1: Hey, everybody, Powerful Brandon here, and you are listening to Comics Paradox, the podcast in which we dissect and discuss all things alternate reality bound, such as DC's Elseworlds and Marvel's What Ifs. We also cover a a slew of other types of alternative tales, um, such as story arcs for X Men like Age of Apocalypse, or in the instance of tonight, uh, Amalgam Comics, which was formed after the Marvel versus DC, DC versus Marvel crossover between the two big publishers. Uh, joining me tonight, as ever, uh, two fine fellows, uh, we'll start off with uh, Justin Cooper. How's it going, Justin? Good, man. Glad to be here talking about Amalgam. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, last and still, well, last and certainly third, uh, Leo Pond.
2: Hey, hey, you know, I still stand by it. Ghost Rider wasn't that bad.
1: You know, it's... it's uh... <laughs> you, you keep wow. Fucking, you keep standing by it, pal. <laughs> You do that. Ghost you, Rider 2 is bad. I mean Ghost Rider. Just be like, hey, what's that what's that guy Leo doing standing next to Ghost Rider the movie? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's only ever those two over there. No one else ever stands next to Ghost Rider. He was picked last in Dodgeball. Every Aren't we time. All? We lied about what day Dodgeball was to Ghost Rider.
0: <laughs> like wow, people like Batman versus Superman better than they like Ghost Rider. Wow, find <laughs> that hard to believe.
1: I, f- I feel like those movies are on a par with one another. I, I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say. I mean, I'd rather watch either one of those than Man Thing. <laughs> you know. Oh, did you watch it? I mean, Was I've seen it wonderful. And, I've seen bits and pieces <laughs> okay. over the years and. <laughs> There's no need to really you know, <laughs> I don't think I don't think seeing it from beginning to end is really gonna like answer a lot of questions for me.,
2: uh, it has been added to pluther for you. I
1: I, I I did know that. I'm not the one that asked you for that. that was that was our good friend Pat oh. uh, from Throwback Thursday. Throwdown throw it on Thursday. Um, but uh, thanks for confusing us. I do appreciate that. <laughs> Par for the course.
2: Well, no, I I remember you made a comment about it. So I yeah, I probably yeah, I, the, the comment I, I made was
1: probably that that movie sucks out loud or no no <laughs> no shit I, like y- that. Your
2: comment was actually uh please do not add that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that okay then that you know what that lines up. I mean, it's still very much the same sentiment altogether. And it's like, oh, what can I say about the movie Man Thing that was released on Sci-Fi Channel? Uh, that Hasn't already been said about the incident at Chernobyl. (laughs) Absolutely terrible. Will destroy all human life. Yes, uh, man thing, Chernobyl. We're saying the same stuff here. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a good
0: mic drop on that one. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank
1: you. (laughs) It's it's not a good movie everybody. That's I don't know if I've been clear enough about that. That being that being said though, um Ghost Rider well not as bad. Is still very bad, Leo, and you should feel bad about liking it. <laughs> okay, all right. I don't feel bad about that. Uh, well, I I do
2: agree with Justin that Ghost Rider 2 was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, it's
0: unwatchable. <laughs> I mean it's yeah. like it's not even like coherent
1: at all i mean i think they i think they both defy physics honestly they suck and blow at the same exact time (laughs) it's it's a marvel to behold and i'm i'm not making a pun on the publisher like it is it is something truly awesome in the very british sense of the word awesome not surfer boy awesome (laughs) like it it is very much the wizard of oz great and terrible (laughs) just (laughs) god so i i saw both of those movies in theaters like separately of course like they were separated by a few years uh and i remember each time after each one of those movies i just i felt i have no deep affinity for the character of ghost rider so i i really feel like it's important to say that like it's not like i had pinned all my hopes and fucking dreams on this nicholas cage series of soup you know like supernatural hellbound hero movies um but i just i felt like so hollow when i left the the theater each time i was like that was that was nothing that was that was i thought i was gonna get like a tasty snack and somebody gave me a a fucking rice cake with like a a a little bit of peanut butter on it like this is nothing the fuck is this shit
0: what we're gonna run into is the idea that something is cool and like the concept is cool. And that's kind of a lot of what I think you see with ghost Rider. that it can definitely be a cool concept if held in the right regard, if, if done the right way. And yeah. I, I think you see a lot of that with this, when they combine that lore with the lore of the other characters that they mix him with, then it gets yeah. actually pretty darn interesting.
1: Oh, for, for sure. I mean, we have to remember, too, that with Ghost Rider in and of itself as a character, the spirit of vengeance, I mean, you're, you're talking about these characters. Like, for mainstream sure. Mainstream Marvel comic books, whilst there was still a, a comics code authority in play, there's only so much you can do with a character like that without. Yeah,
0: there, there's the comics code on this cover
1: right yeah, up there. Yep. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying, like, there's there's only so much you can do with this type of character in, in that kind of setting and environment. Um, I think if Ghost Rider had been unfettered by such weird rules and regulations, it, it might have been that book, that character, could have very easily been the overall like spawn of Marvel Comics. Yeah, especially if like Alan Moore got a hold of him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine if they hadn't had to worry so much about appeasing the, the masses and keeping it as sanitized as possible, then, you know, it could have been something really special. And I'm not saying that as someone who's all about like all about grim and gritty and ultra violent and all that stuff in my comic books. It's, it's just, you know, the nature of that, that type of story it would really call for a uh, for a little bit more than your garden variety Marvel New York City type shit.
0: I, I can't even think of any really like noteworthy stories or arcs or anything though for the character. And it's like, I mean, you you go back to what we always like reference the Marvel Universe uh, card series one and two and three and onward and all that. They used to have like famous battles. You didn't have like Ghost Rider's greatest hits. The Only thing I remember about Ghost Rider that was remotely cool was that he used his penance stare on Galactus and staggered him, and then uh, the thing knocked him out. You know, that's that's the only cool thing I could be like, Oh, I remember Ghost Rider did this, and that was Danny Ketch, that wasn't Johnny Blaze, that so. <laughs> wasn't even Johnny yeah, Blaze, so, you know.
1: And, and then like Spirits of Vengeance was a cool, look it was the coolest movie. thing I'd ever seen you know? Batman do. Granted, it was Dick Grayson <laughs> after he had taken the mantle over from kicking out as real but i mean it was still batman <laughs> well we did
2: get that cool 90s glow-in-the-dark cover
0: oh yeah is this a glow-in-the-dark cover no no oh no you're talking about the no, I, yeah ghost i'm talking rider
2: about one. the 90s yeah ghost rider that yeah was, no that's it, true it scared the shit out of me when i was a kid Cause I didn't realize it was glow in the dark and I woke up in the middle of the night seeing this like glowing skull.
0: Yeah. I know the one you're talking about with just <laughs> the face, they, yep. they had that yeah. on like a set of cards too. <laughs> I remember that. Jesus.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know, ghost rider. Woo. Like everybody's favorite. Flaming skull on a motorcycle. I don't know. I get Penitent... It's kind of a blunt flaming instrument. Kind of. And it's in stare and chains. Uh, like, I've, I've seen Hellraiser, so I don't know what else to say there. <laughs> I got it. You go around, you go around hurting people that, that hurt people. All right. It's like Punisher with a demon fused to his soul.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Or
2: maybe,
1: maybe, <laughs> Just... maybe, it, maybe it's Dexter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's that too.
1: Who are you? I'm the spirit of vengeance. What do you do? I punish people. So you're the Punisher? No, I'm Ghost Rider. That doesn't make any sense at all. What about you? What, I heard what can the you new
0: do? one was cool,
1: what, Robbie. What can it... you do? I'm I'm blind, but all of my other senses they they form a kind of radar sense, so I, I can actually kind of see, but it's all based on on touch and echolocation. Oh, so you're like a bat? So you you must be Batman? No, I'm Daredevil. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Why are you yellow? <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make any goddamn sense. You're
0: a devil, but you're yellow. <laughs> what are you, uh, blind? Oh,
1: sorry. <laughs> uh, bl- finish this sentence. Blind as a daredevil. No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyer? Oh. <laughs> Why do they call you daredevil? Oh, because I, like, jump off buildings and stuff because I'm blind. But does everyone else know you're blind? No. So then, I mean... Then you just look like a dude who does parkour. How, that's not fucking impressive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, justice is blind, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so is a bat. Like I said, he should be called Batman <laughs>
0: <laughs> or Dolphin I'm, Man.
1: <laughs> I'm blind, and I, I I I use all my other senses in place of that, and replace it with radar. They call me Daredevil. <laughs> What if it was
0: really Radar from M.A.S.H., though?
1: (laughs) He just knows what somebody's going (laughs) to say and do. (laughs) Oh, that guy always knows when I need a pen. It's amazing. (laughs) Chopper's incoming. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. um, But, yeah, this is uh, Speed Demon that we're covering from Amalgam Comics, which uh, sprang forth from the... Marvel versus DC, DC versus Marvel uh, crossover that was done back in 95, 94. Shoot, I can't remember. I had it pulled up. I'm sorry. I apologize. I suck. I'm the worst, guys. the, The
0: wiki and all that.
1: I had it pulled up. Yeah. Now I just have Speed Demon in front of me. And of course, why would it say a year? That would be too easy. Oh, boy. Here's in five issues of what? Mm, 1996. Okay, so I'm thinking it was 94. It seems, that feels right to me. But I've been wrong before. Marvel versus DC. DC versus Marvel. And and away we go. Oh, 1996. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm an asshole. All right, yeah, so DC versus Marvel, Marvel versus DC was a four part series um, in which the two publishers kind of had their big guns go off against one another, all predicated upon each universe itself being um, represented by a huge, gigantic, infa- unfathomably ginormous entity. Um, one blue with red accents the other red with blue accents uh each one of them one was dc one was marvel and uh for the first time in eons they noticed one another and that's when they decide that the other one has to be taken out because they are supposed to be unique and uh what happens by the third issue of marvel versus dc dc versus marvel uh the two universes the brothers as they were called they actually decide to try to Coexist briefly as one entity, and it fuses both universes together into what is called the amalgam universe, uh, which we see all number of superheroes and supervillains merged together, creating new characters in in a new world, new setting, with all kinds of cool and crazy and absolutely batshit nutty goofball bug nuts, insane. Yeah, it really stuff. is stuff. It's yeah. so much fun, though. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's really great, a lot of stuff that's kind of meh, uh, and then everything in between is either just going to be really entertaining or really just off the wall. Superboy is one of the ones that's really—I mean, uh, Spider Boy is one of the ones that's really off the wall.
2: I didn't it's realize cool. it was—it was a universe. Oh yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought it was just a term for, for the type of comics, but...
1: No, yeah. no, no. And the, the whole, uh,
2: oops, sorry, whole, go ahead.
1: whole thing is supposed to be like if it were just one company, one universe, Amalgam is both mushed up together.
2: Got it, yeah, and I can totally see the combo of the DC and Marvel logo in the uh,
1: A-Comics. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, of course. The, yeah. the, <laughs> excuse me the the whole like um what is it the bullet hole
0: yeah it? so they call it the bullet logo for DC
1: for bullet, bullet logo for DC is and just like the way that they have comics written across the A is where the, the DC would be. Um that's just like Marvel comics. You know, it's it's actually a pretty sharp logo, a good combination yeah. of the two. Yeah. I didn't realize I'm
0: like bullet, what the hell are they talking about? It's the back of a bullet. That's, that's what I never realized it was like oh you look at the back of it that's like oh that's why they call it a bullet logo okay
1: I get it now I had yeah, no idea
0: I, I didn't know I, I ran across it I'm like oh no kidding what do you know
1: yeah well, well show over then hey hope you <laughs> <laughs> hope you guys learned something today um, yeah so I mean there's and it's um basically what what happens is there's a, an entity a, a person, who becomes known as access uh, and he is actually born of both universes. He's the one being that contains parts of both universes within himself. So he can exist um, in DC Marvel or amalgam in and of itself. Um, And he can, he can kind of traverse uh, a lot of reality. He can access any reality he so chooses. Um, And he becomes like a, big player in the whole thing by the end of it and after they do um i think it was a 12 issue wave of amalgam comics six were by dc writers and artists and six were by marvel writers and artists uh they come back to issue number four of marvel versus dc dc versus marvel and they uh you know they undo it all everything gets solved the whole crisis event essentially uh, what and was if cool, you guys? Remember, um, you're gonna talk about the voting, yeah? Yep, go right Perfect. ahead.
0: Perfect. Um, so if you guys remember back in uh, your comic shops and Wizard Magazine and all that, they were asking the fans very similar to like Death in the Family, Jason Todd, and all that. They're like, okay, who should win? Should Superman win or the Hulk? And they'll actually have where they tabulate the votes, and then whoever wins, they had alternate panels for either that have been done by the artists. So um, when, when um, I was talking to Ron Mars, who wrote this, we asked him about that because the number one thing he always talks about is how um, people always give him hell about Wolverine beating Lobo. But he said that there was an alternate panel that was made where Lobo beat Wolverine. And what they did is they actually used an X-Acto blade and they cut it out and they pasted it on based on whatever the results were which I think is so cool that that even exists. Like what a collector's item that would be, huh? Yeah.
1: Indeed. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty fun. And also just like for, for like a little bit of personal uh, history for myself. um, If you, if you knew me, then uh, you know, me personally, you know, me now uh, you would also be wildly aware of the fact that in a, in a, a throwdown between Wolverine and Lobo, no matter what, I still feel like I lost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not a Lobo guy, okay.
1: <laughs> no, no, not particularly. I, I don't get it. I really just don't. Sorry, kids.
0: It, it's funny because Lobo has a following. I, I like Lobo comics. I get it. And one of the Amalgam comics is actually Lobo the Duck. So that's that's kind of interesting. Um, he's basically a cartoon character that's, that's made into something and then – literally gets pulled into like like they steal his archetype for image comics (laughs) it's like all these characters end up being like lobo so he's kind of like a proto-deadpool sort of fourth wall breaker yeah i mean
1: um, i've 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 said this on other stuff i mean the thing that kills me about lobo is the fact that he was made like so satirically so tongue-in-cheek and so many people that are just like gigantic fans of Lobo are exactly yeah, the people they don't get it <laughs> that, that the creators were making fun of when they created Lobo. It's like he's so badass, he's the best, he's so tough. It's like you put the that's the joke, no? no? Like, but he, he uses a hook in space, all right? Yeah, okay, I. I Clearly, you got the joke. Never mind then. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> I, I like. I think Lobo's changed a lot in in the years too. And, and one of the things I like about Lobo is his Lobo is his aesthetic. You know, I I've read some really good Lobo stories. I've read some terrible Lobo stories, but you know, just just terrible in the sense that it's like, okay, that didn't that didn't move anything along, and like I don't even know if I enjoyed that. But like I saw him I think... fight, fight the mask. You know, it's like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's one in the future I want to cover is the Joker and the mask crossover that yeah play. yeah that's yeah. awesome um i think the most entertaining i saw lobo myself uh was um a couple just a couple years ago when they did justice league of america with like the oh, 52 yeah. and stuff I actually
0: like that story a lot you're talking yeah
1: about. It, i think it was i think it was all done very well and uh, i really like how batman was just like listen i know that no matter what i or anybody else does to you you're just gonna you're gonna come back you know, you, you can be blown to smithereens and you'll still be back like a, like a, the pain in the ass you are. Uh, but that doesn't mean I won't really make it fucking hurt before it gets to that point. So you're going to help this group or else I'm going to fucking blow your brains out. <laughs> and Lobo was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not really not afraid of being in pain before I die and then come back. But, uh, all right, Batsy. you know what I I like your spunk kid. I'll stick around. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah. Okay. I'm really afraid of the the brain bomb. Ooh, whatever. Yeah, sure. Sure. I'm just going to hang out. Cause I feel like it. And, uh, he was, it was, it was really cool actually seeing Lobo, like have to navigate around forging some kind of friendship and relationship with people because it was not something he was very accustomed to. Uh, and, I really appreciate the fish out of water scenario. You know, when you take an archetype like that, who was built to be an archetype, can't stress that enough. Yep. (laughs) But when you take an archetype like that and then you play against it and put them in more personal, interpersonal, intrapersonal situations and relationships, uh, then you, you're left with some very interesting interactions and a completely new dynamic to play with. And, uh, that was a lot of fun in that justice league of America book. I found myself looking forward to that book every month when it came out, like it, it, it took me by surprise because I was like, okay, sure. Let me go read Batman and the outsiders light. And cause I mean, really for, for me at any rate, I had a lot of Batman and the outsiders comic books that were given to me as a kid by like my, my cousins and uncles. And I read quite a few of them and, all I can really say from my childhood and having read quite a few of them is, man, I read quite a few of them. <laughs> there was, there was a whole bunch of them there. I can't say they were my favorite, but I, I, I want to say I, it was the second
0: annual. That was a really good story because he had cultivated a really good friendship with uh, black Canary and she was just kind of like down for whatever. So she hops on the back of his, his space hog and they go and they, they have to find someone else who was another Zarnian. And so he thought he was the last Zarnian and, um, it's, it's a great story. It's, uh, Kelly Jones did the artwork for it. So it's all super dark and like inky and all that. And, um, involves space dolphins. It's, it's great. I highly recommend Uh, it justice league of America, annual number two. I, I would say, check that one out. That's, that's probably my favorite from that run And
1: uh, it was Keith Giffen who created Lobo, wasn't it? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So that, that lines right up with the reality show, um, type aesthetic that was given to justice league and justice league international and all that by he um kevin mcguire and uh jmd Mateus uh they those those guys all have such singular voices and they work so well together they all have very clear ideas about what it is they want to do and they know exactly the right way to poke fun and have fun with the different elements disparate or not with the character or characters that they're utilizing, uh, that it, it never crosses over into mocking the material, but rather looking at it from a slightly skewed angle and sort of saying like, imagine if this was real, this would be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I think that, that, that kind of, that's part of the joke with, with Lobo that it goes over a lot of people's heads. It's like, this is absolutely preposterous. Like nobody who, who, Behaves like this, no matter the scenario, would be fucking somebody worth following, the exploits of, or even knowing. And there, you had it every month. People like, oh, we'll see what Lobo's up to this month. Yeah, the same shit. It's the same. It's you know, the you same know, shit.
0: It, I. I... You know, there's there's all kinds of comics out there for all kinds of people. I, I'll just say there's still bad girls comics out there. There's still like Lobo archetype co- comics out there. There's all kinds of things that fill those those shelves that you know, we don't necessarily see. Like people still buy all kinds of characters. So you know, oh yeah, know and listen,
1: listen. Who, who the, you know the, what? The, the
0: fans are, right?
1: If if anybody if anybody's truly into Lobo, like I, I'm not trying, I'm not making fun of of people that enjoy Lobo. It's really not it. I mean, the character's been around for a long time now. Um, I just, I think part of it is a lot of people. It's getting amplified the character in and of itself uh, again, because we have some new stuff happening on the movie side mm-hmm. of everything, and a lot of people are still screaming for Jason Momoa to play the character um i you know, listen if lobo somehow ends up involved in any of these projects at some point in the future phenomenal i think absolutely there is room for that you know there's definitely a space for a a, a fucking cosmic biker straight up like not He's even angry. being smart yeah yeah if if we if we can (laughs) and here's the thing yeah if we if we can get a project like peacemaker there's no reason that something like Lobo couldn't work i think it just needs to have a little bit more of the world and i don't mean earth but like the entire like universe and so far as like the cosmic side of things fleshed out a bit more so you have an idea of the scope of things because you start off self-contained and then you start you start with your stretch outwards that's the smartest move you know you baby step everybody into it um, don't go jumping off the deep end because then you end up with fucking Joss Whedon's Justice League.
2: Well, you you think they would retcon his uh, introduction because he like kills off his entire?
1: No, not <laughs> not at all. I think I think For the key. Project, yeah. I think the key <laughs> to I think the key to having Lobo work is to lean into exactly that character. Like yeah, you Perry. have him be the larger than life, mouthy. Bravado driven space biker who has a cigar constantly in the corner of his mouth, who very nonchalantly, but with no small sense of pride, informs you, like, Yeah, I'm the last Zarnian. I fragged my entire planet for my high school science project. Gave myself an A. <laughs> you know, like that, that, think, think about, and I'm not trying to compare like, apples and oranges, even though they're both fruit, but you know, you think about the MCU, you think about the guardians of the galaxy, the way that the cosmic side of things started to get formulated in, in James Gunn's movies there before we really started to get anything else regarding that, that those themes in the, in Marvel studios. Um, you, you gotta um, like with, with him, uh, you would have sort of that same feel, you know, the same approach to character. Like think of Yondu and and some of the other like Ravagers. That's the type of person that Lobo hung around in in comics. You know, the the bar- yeah, Taserface, face, like the bars that you see them hang out in. In part two, when uh, Aisha shows up, that's exactly the kind of place that Lobo Lo- Lo- could be found. You know, knocking back a few and and trying to get into some fights with some people like. That, you know, those you get that dirty lived in outer space feel. That's exactly the kind of thing that, that Lobo is, you know, like that Gardens of the Galaxy Adventures of Buckaroo Bonzai, kind of shit, you know. And, and I think there's absolutely a place for that, especially when you start getting into the nitty gritty of the, the far reaches. You know, you have your more of your Green Lantern stuff if they introduce Manhunters... Cosmic Taxi yeah yeah exactly (laughs) uh, there's 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 lots of different things that can be explored i just think is that silver age i don't even know baby steps baby steps you know and um when you when you look at the when you look at the wide-ranging cosmic stuff um you know it, it makes it if you are familiar with it it does make it a little easier when you look at the types of books that we're talking about right now with like amalgam comics because i mean we're talking about we're talking about companies being represented as cosmic entities within fucking comic books that they themselves create, and then fusing decades worth of cherry-picked characters and stories to create new-to-you characters in new-to-you, yet played off as well-established comic books and storylines you know? it's, it's
0: interesting too because when you read all of these and like i mentioned i've been reading the other amalgams like you you have to get that sense at the end like they're setting it up for there's more adventures to come yeah. and you it's it's kind of an interesting thing because it's like okay what if there was just one issue and then they just cut it off and everybody's kind of thirsty for more and all of these amalgam comics got that one issue and I, I think the only one that got a little bit more was Dark Claw, who got the yeah. animated issue. So yep. it's like, oh, man. Uh,
1: no, uh, Super Soldier as well.
0: Oh, they had a second issue for Super Soldier? And,
1: and Spider-Boy.
0: Oh, cool. See, th- those are great choices, too. Those those would be the ones that I'd say. They would Captain be the Super most right?
1: popular when you think yeah. about it. You know, Captain America uh, Captain America and Superman combined, Spider-Man and Superboy combined, Wolverine and Batman combined. Yep. Yeah.
0: That's, that's your, your big triumvirate right there, I mean.
1: Yeah. Uh in 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 what's cool is like like you know you take like I said you take these similar elements but you can also take completely disparate ones and you know smash them together and come up with some some interesting stuff. I mean Spider-Man is a smart ass obviously when he's when he's in suit and kicking the crap out of his villains. But otherwise he's a very nebbishy neurotic type kid uh, who's always worrying about worrying. And then you have Superboy in DC, especially at that point in time, where he was, you know, Connor Kent. He was a clone of Superman, sprung forth from the reign of the Superman story arc in the whole Death and Return of Superman, the apotheosis and, of '90s culture. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like a, a belt with a pouch around his fucking thigh <laughs> for no apparent reason. Brown, sunglasses, shaved oh, head. You know, no reason I'm other excited. than to just. <laughs> be yellow on his red clad leg that's that's it um but <laughs> superboy had lived a very careful carefree lifestyle um especially after superman came back you know he set up shop in hawaii and you know he was just like yeah i'm a i'm a teenager with superman's powers this is life's pretty good you know and for him honestly it was and he was just focused on being a superhero and he was always in the public eye for, you know, the first couple of years he was around and he just, he lived a, a semi-charmed life at the, at the very least. And when they combined those two, they really, <laughs> they really leaned into the goofier aspects of both of them, uh, as well as the idea of like super science run amok, which was most certainly, uh, inspired by the, the books of the sixties by like Stanley and, Hmm. Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and stuff Actually um, I got
0: that one over here too
1: I, I pulled some of them out Yeah there's a there's a couple of those ones There's Spider-Boy and then there's um, Spider-Boy Team-Up The second one, Spider-Boy Team-Up is oh, team Fucking up, yeah. it, is, it is nothing but
0: Spider-Boy and I've got yeah. Doctor Strange Fate I think Ah Doctor Strange
1: Fate, that's an interesting character ones. too But yeah um, You know it's just yeah. like Some really cool stuff I mean you know super soldier is captain america and superman it's you know uh, a sol- a guy signs up for the army clark kent and he's going to go through the whole super soldier project like project rebirth and everything else pretty much goes according to that with like dr erskine and coming up with the serum uh, but then there's a rocket that lands on earth and there was a dead alien baby inside. There was nothing they could do to save it, but they ended up being able to use some of its DNA as part of the serum that they were going to give to this kid. And they still move ahead with the whole the whole thing, including Vita Rays. And they actually use the metal from the rocket ship to create his shield. It's I believe oh, it's cool. actually the S from the rocket itself. And they just basically put throw straps on one side and say, like, hey, it's indestructible. So, you know, good luck. And he is he's captain America, but he's got a good portion of Superman's powers as well. Like he can, he's really strong and fast and he can fly. Uh, I don't think he has the vision powers, but um, he does have the, uh, the weakness to kryptonite. It does react to the cells that were fused with his in the serum. Uh, And Lex Luthor ends up becoming the green skull and his, his skin color has changed completely because of the, uh, massive radiation that he's been around from kryptonite and shit. So, you know, fun, fun stuff that you're kind of familiar with. But in f- this you is know, so for- right up
0: our alley, though. Like all of this stuff is so right up our alley for comics paradox. Oh, I love it. It's,
1: I know. It's, 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 it's <laughs> one of my favorite things, dude. Yeah, I really do. Like, I could, I could talk about a comics for forever in a fucking day. What like- made
0: you want to start with this one? Like, um was there something special about Speed Demon that um, stuck out to you?
1: Well, you know, I think part of what it, it took a character that I really, really liked and loved as a, as a kid, the Flash, uh, and combined them with a character whom I didn't really care for at all, Ghost Rider. But I was intrigued by the fact that the common thread that they, they managed to connect the two was uh, celerity, speed. The fact the Flash runs to and from each scenario and Ghost Rider zooms across, you know, all of all of the Earthbound realm in a fucking high speed demon fueled motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, You know, so I mean, they 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 found that connective thread and then they just like saw what else they could mishmash in there. And, and I found it interesting, especially after rereading it after so many years. Um, seeing how it wasn't just a matter of the characters, but the stories as well, how they um were able to take the idea of uh, Ghost Rider selling, you know, Johnny Blaze selling his soul in order—I can't even remember why Johnny Blaze sold the soul. I honest to God couldn't.
0: Oh, there's some there there's yet. some uh chicanery about that uh that has to do with the wedding, but we'll we'll probably get to that okay. when, when you're covering the page, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even realize it was Johnny Blaze at first until they introduced the uh, the nephew, and I'm like, "Oh, that's Blaze! No kidding." Okay, then it made a lot more
1: sense. Yeah, Blaze Allen.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, like I can't. He made a. Oh yeah, he made a deal to save to Johnny Blaze. That is made a deal to save his father's life. Um, and he became bound to the the spirit of vengeance known as Zarathos. Um.
0: That's the uh, that's the Ghost Rider story. So that's the
1: Ghost Rider story, yeah. And then, of course, uh, Barry Allen. He was he was a forensic scientist for the Central City Police Department. He gets bathed in a bunch of chemicals that also simultaneously, while he's getting bathed in them, gets zapped by lightning coming through a window, and it imbues him with super speed. And he decides to fight crime as the Flash, inspired by his boyhood hero, the flash uh, from comic books that he used to read. So, you know, there's that. Um, but yeah, so they take both of those and uh, they turn into blaze Allen. And um, what I found, what I found interesting is they, they, like you had mentioned, Justin, they have the character, they kind of show like he, uh, he, he, Gave up his soul to be fused with uh, the demon Etrigan, yeah. This, uh, who's another DC Comics character? He speaks in rhyme, uh, but in this, he is a a speed demon, <laughs> as it were. Uh, and he gets fo- fused with uh, Blaze Allen's soul, and it's all based off of uh, Blaze Allen's betrothed, Iris. Uh, being taken by the night specter who is the specter fused with somebody else. I'm not uh, even Nightmare,
0: I believe, from uh from oh.
1: Doc- Doctor Strange. That that makes it was sense.
0: super nebulous, but I was like, oh okay. He's got his own realm. He must be Nightmare.
1: Yeah, so that, okay, I guess that makes sense. Um and uh <laughs> I thought it funny because uh in the Flash comic books, Iris is um, killed by Professor Zoom, the Reverse Flash, at their wedding. Uh, so they, they play it into that piece of one of the characters' history. Like it's a very real thing that went down. Um, and so in this, Blaze Allen is going around like trying to uh, prevent the Night Spectre from obtaining uh, a certain number of souls. Uh, they can either be the most pure or the most corrupted but once you have this entire number of souls you can basically control all of heaven hell or earth um I it's did like think it was,
0: work <laughs> it's, you ever seen wax
1: work with it um, might, it's been a the, long time yeah. Julian
0: Sands and Zach uh, from uh, from gremlins he's in it yeah um, might be in it too but
1: but basically and, I I thought it was funny though because Speed Demon is going around trying to get these souls before Night Specter does. They're in a race to get the most souls. Mm-hmm. So Speed Demon is racing against getting all of these from the Night Specter. I was like, all right, that is that is fucking clever all right <laughs> like it is. It makes sense that you would have a demon that could move that fast, be the one who is in a literal race to save all of reality. Like,
2: So, so after they collect the souls, do they have to like battle
1: it out in a uh, Pokemon gym? Yes. Got to catch them all, man. <laughs> I like that. I like that idea a lot. <laughs> just, just calling on different souls to fight for you. Ed Gain, I choose you. I'll make you a belt. Okay, that's not helpful. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I don't. I don't choose him. <laughs> Make a
1: belt out of nipples. Okay, Eddie, you go back. Never mind. <laughs> not not you. <laughs> Never this you. Is,
0: um, this is drawn by uh, I think it's Salvador La Roca. and I mean he. This is very much like a, a '90s house style. But after this, he would go on to do like um, the Iron Man Extremis series, and he did uh, the uh, Extreme X Men. Like his stuff really like changed like his art style and all that, it became like super stylized. This is such like a house style too. When you look at it, it's, it, it reminds me very much of our, what ifs that we look at specifically on that first page where they show like the mix up of Ganthit and, and Watu, you know, or, or yeah. whomever in in Watu. And I'm like, this totally looks like a, what if with the art, you know?
1: Yeah, that's true. I, I, I did think it was funny too, because it opens up and it's like Gotham city, crime alley, we find the drunken, disbarred, and disgraced Hal Jordan of Starbrand core. All right, so many questions <laughs> that we will never get answers to. Starting with how many <laughs> fingers does
0: he have? You know, it's
1: like oh, ten, that's his, but not his, where yeah. you think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting to see uh, you know the the combination of Uatu and and uh, Gan- uh, yeah, I think saying Ganthet covers it really most yeah, popular guardian.
0: guardian you know I mean
1: um I don't know what the deal with the star brand core is I mean I it seems to me like it's a reference to uh the new universe that was done in Marvel star brand that was, yeah that was yeah thing. that's
0: definitely a thing or um I mean the Nova core is the only thing that's similar but you
1: know. yeah then iwatu has that cool like green Lantern lightsaber deal yeah thing looks like he's gonna take out Hal Jordan with I was like damn man like I kind of, I kind of wish there was a Green Lantern that had that. <laughs> like, I want a lightsaber. You could just think of one. No, no, no. I want, I want to actually have one to hold. And it, it, and it, I, I turn it on, and it, and it's the energy from the Green Lantern. They, right? they own, um, right
0: now Star Wars and Marvel, so they could easily do that and be like, hey, I, I'm just channeling my, my ring through this sword. You know, like they could absolutely do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know who actually owns uh, speed demon. I don't know if that's a DC or Marvel one. Cause they, they split it like six, oh god, Yeah. Six I, is owned by DC and six is owned by Marvel. Yeah. It's tricky. It's real tricky. Um, I'm guessing, yeah,
0: which one do I have? I think I have the Marvel one. Yeah. I, yeah. I have, no, I have the DC one. So he must be Marvel.
1: Yeah. That sounds right. Um, it's funny because I actually remember looking at at this and thinking it reminded me a bit of uh, Age of Apocalypse, some of the some of the artwork.
0: Yeah, I could I could see that he did he did uh, some of that work as well.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised. I did like how when we see uh, going past uh, Speed Demon showing up and still killing that Hal Jordan dude. <laughs> like He's like, hey, I saved you from Uatu. Oh, hey, wait, you're one of those souls that I got to get. So uh, I'm going to kill you now. Thanks.
0: Yeah, he literally roasts Uatu. You know, (laughs) it's like it wasn't even hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Didn't even break a sweat on his fucking skull dome. And uh, we we jumped to seeing uh, Wally. Hanging out at, you know, in one of the tents at. The the Quentin Carnival and uh, talking with some of the sideshow folks or whatever, and uh, we see some people that look like a, you know, a combination of the Blob, and um, oh, what's his name? Puck. From the from no from the Flash, uh, really large guy. He create portals like in himself.
0: Oh yeah, I don't know that guy.
1: Chester something or another. Flash Chester.
0: I I know you've got Ms. Miracle or Miss Miracle for uh, Mr. Miracle, and Puck looks like Oberon.
1: Uh, Chester P. Runk. That was his name. Uh, He was a a, a player in The Flash for a while, a really large fellow. Uh, Let me see here. Of course. Why on earth would that work? An image in new tab. Here he comes. Here, here uh, let me let me just share this real quick. I know you got the comic book up, but uh, this is this is what the character looks like.
0: Oh wow! In so, DC. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, he can create like portals in himself. Uh, they actually created the. Uh, they put the character into the Arrowverse shows on the flash uh, played by a considerably skinnier fellow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that makes,
0: that makes sense because that like, otherwise I was like, is he just shaded or is his skin tone different and he's got glasses. So that, that means he's not just the blob.
1: Yeah. It plays right into that, that Chester runk thing. Um, Yeah. And the other guy there, I would say he's probably a combination between uh, Puck and Oberon from Mm -hmm. justice league. And then I'm not quite sure who Mr. Miracle is supposed to be combined with a young woman with uh, like strawberry blonde hair.
0: I have I have no clue because I I don't know who else would be in this lifestyle i would have
1: to refer to my amalgam comic cards probably in order to find out who that is
0: unless it was something that's like wasn't there like a roxanne or something like that i I don't know like the one from the movie but
1: your guess is as good as mine pal. it's like a
0: super deep cut that i wouldn't even know yeah
1: yeah um and you know well it's just like hey guys and like no no get the get get the fuck out of here kid like you don't need to be around here. Your uncle's been screwing around with some weird demon stuff, and uh, it's just not safe. So we're just calling it. Go home. And uh, then we cut to seeing <laughs> his his uncle uh, in his etrigan form, uh, you know, saying like, "Okay, gone, gone etrigan, come again the form of man." And then he turns back into Blaze, and he's like, "Uncle Blaze, you're the speed demon." <laughs> and, and he's just like, "Get out of here, kid. You don't know what's." You, know, you don't, want, just, you know, what you do. don't you, want no part of this You don't want no part of this release. I
0: think I do want to be a speed demon
1: <laughs> I think I do want some of that cocaine
0: Come on Dewey Cox Don't be a speed demon
1: <laughs> i <I'm left. laughs> But uh Yeah and then Blaze is like You don't want any part of this He's like but why And he goes Oh let me
0: tell you my tragic backstory." <laughs> Look at the judgment on that
1: pastor's face <laughs> <laughs> Hmm I can't believe they've been living in sin this long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're they're getting ready to tie the knot, and uh, everything was great. It was a picture-perfect day, and then all of a sudden, a strange guy in a red cloak and robe that nobody had noticed until right at the last second, apparently, uh, walked right up to the front of the wedding and uh, just grabbed Iris and drained the life force from her. And uh stole her soul. and uh, then there just happened to be a, a a dude there wearing a a pointy cap covered in ringed planets and half moons <laughs> and stars. I swear to God. I
0: think he works at the carnival.
1: I thought he was gonna I thought he was trying to sell some cookie crisp. Oh. <laughs> it's a very, very dated cookie crisp reference. It doesn't even make sense to me. He was a burglar when I was a kid. (laughs) Uh, And he's like, and that's how I became Speed Demon. Oh, I feel like you skipped a couple steps there, Blaze, but sure. Okay. They'll
0: they'll come back to it, luckily.
1: And uh, that's when he reveals that, uh, you know, he found out about the Night Spectre, and he uh, possesses the souls of the weak-willed and uses them as his mindless mindless servants to do his unholy work. And his goal is to collect the souls of power. The most pure or most corrupt individuals uh, possess such souls. And Iris is one of them, one of them, as she is imprisoned in the sanctum. And to collect them all into one place is to literally hold the keys to heaven, hell, and earth. And, you know, I learned to channel my pain into Battle night Specter and his forces. Now there is only one soul of power left, and I can't stop until it is mine. And uh, Barry's like, what do you get out of it? It's like, I mean, I feel like it's self-explanatory in the story. (laughs) Um, I get to save Iris, you dumb shit. Like, I might not be able to spend my life with her, but her soul is sort of, you know, trapped. So I kind of want to make sure she doesn't go to hell. I mean, that seems straightforward, right? I mean, I don't know how much explanation needed to be given to young, dumb Wally there. But thanks, because we, as the audience, now know, and that's the important thing.
0: Classic Wally,
1: <laughs> classic stupid Wally. Why don't you go work on another car, you fucking gearhead? <laughs> Sorry, I. Sometimes Wally just pisses me off. He, they they write him, they write him so cleverly when they need him to be clever, and he's so dumb when they need him to not know anything. And apparently, that transcends regular continuity. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and so he, he's just like, all right, well, I sense, uh, I sense that soul. So, uh, I got a, I got a demon out and he's just like, you know, gone, gone, former man, rise the demon entry again. he's like, Hey, look at me. I'm a rhyming demon. who likes to run. All right. Catch you on the flip flop Wally. And, uh, you know, he's just like, no, don't go. You know, you're, what are you doing? You're a demon. he goes, yeah, thanks, man. I know I, I'm the one that made the deal. All right. All right. Later. And, and seriously, he's just like, he leaves him. Uh, and then we, we see... <laughs> this, this is great. And we see the Green Goblin. Uh,
0: yeah, go. I was like, what the hell? <laughs>
1: Straight up, exactly the way... If I say Green Goblin to you, and you're familiar with the comic books, uh, he is a guy in a Green Goblin suit with a purple hat, the pointy ears, the the purple boots and gloves. And... Uh, the the fucking back ladder and pumpkin bombs and all that fun stuff. Uh, I did think it was cool that we see here that there's a variation of Sandman who is clearly a combination between Sandman and Plastic Man from DC.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh,
1: that was cool, yeah, especially considering that Plastic Man, Eel O'Brien, was a petty thief before he gained his uh, rubber-like abilities. Uh and that's when we see that the night specter is coming after uh, green goblin. Apparently he is, he's the last soul of power. And, uh, it's like, wow, he picked a picked the hell of a guy. Cause, uh, from what we know about green goblin, that dude is definitely a dick. So good choice night specter. And, uh, you know he's terrorizing him and and all that, and then he rips the mask off of his face, and we see that the person who is actually Green Goblin is Harvey Dent with the jacked up fucking face, like the the Two Face that we we know him as from Batman comics. Yep, uh, which is just like, damn Harvey, like you were that weak a character that they they just basically took you and made you <laughs> one character that straight up already existed, like. Okay, you you lost your mind and you became Green Goblin. That's that's basically what this is. So
0: yeah, because it's um, Norman. I think it's uh, Norman Osborn.
1: Yeah. Oh, is it Norman?
0: Yeah, you'll you'll see um, the hair in another uh, panel a little bit down. You're like, oh yeah, you've got that classic Norman
1: Osborn. Although the, the way might be I hard foreign. I always thought it was like super curly, you know what I mean? And he was just trying to like slick it down, slick it back. That's why I, 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 I've
0: seen I, hair that's reminded me of that before where it's kind of like yeah. In waves. Yeah. So it's I'm ex- like, yeah. It's
1: you know. exactly the way I always I always thought of it when I saw it. Cause I remember one time as a kid, a, a buddy of mine was like, those are the shortest, like, what was it? The shortest cornrows I've ever seen in my life. I was like, I don't think they were, I don't think there were a lot of like, uh, White businessmen in the 60s that were getting cornrows. I'm just saying, like putting it out there, especially with hair that fucking short. Talk about an exercise in exquisite pain. Good God. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, I just agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, I think of this like, you know, uh, maybe like some of the bandmates from like uh, Back to the Future had their hair like that or something, but you know. Yeah. I mean,
1: I I have I have friends who are uh, like very very Italian, and when their hair is short and like they've been tried to like slick it back, you know what I mean? They do their best, but it still has like, it's very curly, like very wavy. So you still have that like ripple effect. Oh, okay, yeah, and like, yeah, and that that's sense. that's exactly like the way I always saw uh, Norman and Harry Osborn's hair is like it's very like very curly, very wavy. Uh, And they, they don't grow their hair out because it would just, it would, they would look like fucking Bob Ross. (laughs) So instead they keep it cut as short as possible and keep it slicked down to make it as straight as possible. But you still have that, that wave all the time. I I feel like a lot of people maybe kind of couldn't figure out that's what was happening. Cause I mean, think about it with the content confines of sixties artwork. I mean, I think Steve Dicko did the absolute best he could to represent yeah. that as a physical characteristic.
0: And he was just trying to make people look different so you could identify them from sight. So oh, and yeah. I mean, job well done. I mean, it's it survived. Look at it, it survived the amalgam universe. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean oh, wow. at that point it would have been like 30 less than 40 years, right?
1: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, just about 40 years, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, because Spider-Man 60 Shit Great I don't want to I don't want to speak out of turn here Spider-Man Yeah, maybe if I spell it right Instead of being a fucking idiot
2: (laughs) 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 Was he built by uh, Bit by a radioactive apple?
1: Bit (laughs) bit by a radioactive (laughs) That's right Oh no, I'm turning into pressed juice (laughs) <laughs> let's see 1962 all right so uh 44 years at the point in time that this was created so yeah it survived over four decades at that point in time and it's still very much the uh the physical representation of that character in comic books him he both he and harry yeah
0: yeah, yeah. It, it's it's coded you know it's like you see them you're like oh that's an osborne you know
1: oh 100 100 100 uh, and, you know, we we see that, um, you know, Speed Demon comes up on him and he's he's coming at Night Specter because they're fighting for the soul of Green Goblin here. And uh, apparently Night Specter has uh, somebody on his side, probably uh, soul he's controlling. Uh, he looks exactly like Speedy from uh, DC Comics. That, that yep. is. You know the character, the uh um, oh, the green sidekick. mask, you know? yeah, the sidekick to uh, Green Arrow, uh, otherwise known as Arsenal. Later on, Teen Titans and everything. Uh, here's the thing: is it a mask, or is is it his eyes glowing as an indication that he's being controlled by Night Specter?
0: I thought he had one of those domino masks on.
1: I mean, I, I do see the as a domino yeah. mask. I I just. I'm only asking like right now looking at it because my first thought was that it was a green mask as well. I'm just uh, taking a second more to actually look at the panel. I'm like, oh, well, it's such a small picture of it, too. It's really just like like for effect that they even show them. Yeah, it looks like they barely made the color onto the mask, to be perfectly honest. Like, yeah. They, they just kind of like, uh the general eye area, here you go, it works, believe me. They won't even pay attention. He's just shot arrows into a dude's face, it's fine. <laughs> Truth. Um, it's like, oh no, he shot out Speed Demon's eye holes? holes. Yeah. Because <laughs> dude doesn't have eyes, but all right. I mean, I do like his name, Arrowcaster. I, I think that's actually a pretty fucking badass name for a, for a Robin Hood-esque type, you know, I think it's better than Green Arrow. I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he looks like he's straight out of Young Justice comic right there. Oh,
1: this this straight up looks like Rob Liefeld stopped by the fucking studio one day and was like, hey, can I take a crack at your Arrowcaster character?
0: I, I was thinking like the Mike Waringo style. You really? Look at his foot. <laughs> no, I see it. <laughs> I see a that's, foot. That's
1: that's, what. that's a hoof, sir. That <laughs> oh, wow. is a
2: hoof. On uh, DC Fandom, they're saying Green Goblin, Scarecrow, and Silicon Man are referred to the Terrible Three.
1: Why wouldn't they... Like the Sinister Sinister Six. Six.
2: Yeah, like the Sinister Six, the Terrible Three.
1: I feel like they should have called them the Terrible Trio, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) I just feel like my alliteration should line up more than that. (laughs) Like, let's not just go with the letter. Let's go with the sound. Terrible Trio, you know? Um... But yeah, it's uh. So they shot arrows into Speed Demon's head, and then Speed Demon just belches out an ungodly amount of fire and turns uh, Arrowcaster into uh, Ashcaster <laughs> because yeah. that dude has been atomized into nothingness. Uh, and he's he's coming at uh coming at Night Specter uh, you know, like uh like a man possessed. By, by a demon who rhymes. Oh,
0: wait. And he kind of at times re- resembles like a gorilla, like the skull that he has.
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, with the, the width, of, you know, I think part of it, too, is they're trying to make the skull look like the character of the demon. Of, yeah, look like, uh, like Etrigan. Etrigan. Yep. That's, that's so, weird. Yeah, yeah so um, the characteristics that the demon would have with skin and a nose and everything, is what we're looking at in an exaggerated fashion on the skull. So that way it's still fairly recognizable as to who they have combined into this. That's the best guess I could make. Uh, but yeah, that is, that is a good call because the jaw is very wide. The, the upper lip is very, very wide as well. It's very elongated. Uh, so it, it appears to have like a long snout kind of thing going on. Uh, and then the gigantic fangs coming off the top and bottom, like you would not want to get into a pie eating contest with that man. I tell you that <laughs> he would win. He'd probably eat the table too. Um, and so, yeah, they're, they're going all over. Meanwhile, green, green goblin's running away. Like they're trying to fucking kill me. <laughs> Somebody help. And, uh, finally night specter catches up with him and uh he does he grab he just grabs him and brings him to his sanctum is that what he does
0: yeah, yeah kind of i mean he pops him in the mouth which i thought was hilarious <laughs> yeah
1: just crack like... <laughs> clickety cloud shut the fuck up S- sleep sleep and uh you know we we come across we come up to speed to him he's just like Damn, and got away. Uh, and listen, I'm paraphrasing because I'm not reading all the fucking rhyming shit. Yet.
0: Yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah.
1: I don't <laughs> like that shit when it's the demon in DC comics. I sure as fuck don't enjoy it here. That being I mean, I do enjoy this comic, but uh, that is something I could I could easily do without. Uh, no, thank you. Um, I understand that for many okay, writers, plot will fix that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that there are many writers out there that may feel like that's half the fun is the challenge of being able to write dialogue for the demon. Uh, and to that, I say we have very different definitions of the word fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, meanwhile, back at Blaze Allen's tent at the carnival, Uh, Wally is still inexplicably hanging around where his uncle turned into speed demon and left him. Uh, And then we have that same uh, long haired bearded fellow that showed up briefly at the end of blaze Allen's story about his ruined wedding due to the, you know, death of his beloved Uh, wearing a green robe and a pointy hat covered with green stars, half moons and, and uh, ringed planets
0: clovers and blue moons
1: <laughs>
0: hard stars corset. here try some of my ce-
1: <laughs> try some of my cereal and some <laughs> of this soap too it's new it's blue and you'll like it too <laughs> but uh yeah he, he he approaches Wally and he's like yeah yes your uncle is, is speed demon and man what a what a job he has ahead of him if only he had some kind of help Like another person who had a demon that could go fast attached to their soul. Too bad there's nobody like that around. Unless you know someone. Do you know someone, Wally? (laughs) it's
0: kind of like, I'm someone.
1: (laughs) Are you? Hmm. It's always nice to meet a someone. I hadn't thought of that, Wally. (laughs) You are someone. Good thing you brought it up. You're such a smart boy. You're very quick. Speaking of being quick. And uh, he he, uh, decides to... uh, Help Wally out. And, you know, he's like, I fear he's doomed. He's like, but we have to help Uncle Blaze. He's like, well, then I have a proposition for you. If you can finish all 50 of these hard-boiled eggs in the next 20 minutes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oh, I love so much that you brought this into a cool Hand Luke scenario. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What we have here
1: is a failure to communicate. (laughs) And uh,
0: the next page shows uh, Wally West with two beautiful models. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, he, he was he he offered me a couple of choices. The first one was, you know, have a demon fused to my soul for the rest of my life, and then I'd have to run around doing shit. The other it's one, like was, when he
0: took this picture to send back to all the boys in the prison. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the other choice was I could have riches and success beyond my wildest dreams, and live nothing but a life of." Comfort and luxury surrounded by beautiful women. So, I mean.
0: Well, Brandon, some men you just can't reach.
1: <laughs> good good luck, Uncle Blaze. I hope everything's working out for you. I'll drop Man, you a line. I've never wanted
0: to watch Cool Hand Luke more than right now.
1: <laughs> if, if you're ever in San Diego, Uncle Blaze, drop me a line. <laughs>
0: Now I now I want an amalgam where cool hand Luke becomes the speed
1: demon. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be something. Uh yeah.
2: I, I have something. Changing into the speed demon that.
1: boss. Okay, changing the speed demon that Luke.
2: <laughs> so uh when that came out on uh VHS, I, I, I remember asking to borrow it and then I started watching it and I got all confused because Luke Skywalker was not
0: it. Hey, yep. I get it. I get oh, it. Oh, boy, Leo. <laughs> when when, oh, when you're a kid, it's like you just assume everyone with the same name is, you know, like that. I, I totally get it.
1: <laughs> I don't, but sure, Leo. Sure. No, I'm just am just <laughs> I don't get it at all. You were a stupid child.
0: A real Wally West. <laughs> yeah,
1: you were a real Wally West. Did it's you attach me-
0: your soul to a demon so you could be a runner to help your uncle?
1: Explain it to them as if they were school children. <laughs> you, guys, you guys can't possibly think those are all historical records, can you? I mean, Gilgan's Island. <gasps> those poor people. <laughs> oh, my God. No, we're... <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of Galaxy Quest in there. Yeah, so I was just did.
0: thinking of like, did we just go from cool hand loop to Galaxy Quest? It's not a hard
1: jump where it, no. it, the space <laughs> in my head, dude. Not at all. It's, you are our last hope. That is it. <laughs> You are our last hope. <laughs> you know, the, okay, What's no, your uh, name? <laughs> her translator broke. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um Drink that
2: ooze, drink that ooze.
1: You know they, they cut a they cut a scene out of that um right before the rest of the crew is taken up uh, onto the ship. The scene was actually uh Tony Shalhoub's character getting completely fucking stoned in a back room where they had just been like working or whatever, like where he came up and they were signing stuff. Um, yeah he was he was smoking a joint getting fucking wrecked and then he was gonna get beamed up right after them and that's why the rest of the time they're there he's just like yeah, all right
0: oh wow so it's like a mall rats thing where we yeah. don't even know
1: but I much prefer the fact that he brought like the way that I read it was he partied so hard when that show was at its zenith that he just never really came back from it you know like he just he did so much coke and took so many uppers or whatever that he was just in a constant state of like, all right, man. Like if he saw a talking great Dane that encouraged him to make sandwiches, it would just be like another Wednesday to him.
0: I like this world.
1: (laughs) Yes. Don't we all only
0: only on comics paradox.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and, I mean uh, it's it, it's an amalgam of more than just the comics. We're just mishmashing everything up in this bitch, everybody.
2: <laughs> well, and then he uh, woke up and became a germaphobe.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, fucking Jeez. monk!
0: Wait, are, are you are you positing that he's uh, Sam Beckett jumped into him and he became <laughs> a monk? Why, can't,
1: why haven't I left yet, Al? Sam, Sam <laughs> says you
0: have to solve a weekly crime. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Run, Meg, run, but I shall catch you. (laughs) So, uh, anywho, back to Speed Demon. (laughs) We see that uh, Etrigan, the Speed Demon himself, uh, has made it into the Night Specter's lair, and he sees uh, numerous giant uh, containment units, each one uh, containing a a singular one of these souls of power, uh, all hooked up to some giant machinery the Night Specter has, all, you know put together uh and then we 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 see that uh what is this the night uh night demon yeah the speed demon says uh once he's in the night specter's uh sanctum that he can't feel his human self it says my human counter i cannot feel uh and he knows that he's got to, but he still has to free all the souls that are being kept there And uh, one, as he lets it out, you kind of see, he says, this soul casts my reflection darkly and blighted past uh, sundered from me starkly. And uh, we can vaguely see just like past underneath the word balloon, which covers uh, a good portion of the soul's face. They're wearing something. Uh, We just get like an outline, a very bright outline. And on the the. Shirt or whatever it is they're wearing is a giant lightning bolt. Uh, the point of which is coming up to like the left clavicle, seemingly going in a slightly diagonal, uh, movement uh, across the shirt itself. It's a, it's a wide set lightning bolt, think more um Shazam, mm-hmm. type wide than than regular like Flash just across like a circle on the chest. Uh, the indication being that this is the amalgam comics version of jay garrick yep. the uh original golden age flash from dc comic books the one that was the inspiration for barry allen to become the flash once he got speed powers uh and that is when the nights uh the night specter taking control of uh the green goblin's body uh says that your days as Jay Garrick are long over, and we'll, and soon it will all be over. So, the implication that the soul, the origin of Etrigan as a demon, was actually um he was a man at one point, a speedster himself, likely named Jay Garrick. So there's still like a, a little bit of uh, reaching back for that legacy that's inherent in all of the Flash comic books, which. I thought it was actually kind of a nice touch. I didn't see that coming. I kind of forgot about it in the years since I read this. Um, and that's the part before we really started recording that I was like, I had to reread that a few times because I was like, hold on, where, where the fuck is he getting this Jay Garrick thing?
0: Yeah, I could see it, that. And then it's like you have to get super close to look and see the lightning bolt. And
1: Yeah, and that's what it was. Once I Once I saw the lightning bolt, because I wasn't paying enough attention to the detail inside of this small panel. Uh, once I caught that on the the apparition, the souls, you know, imprinting, whatever you want to call it, um, I was like, wait a minute. Why? OK, so that's going to be. And then I really paid attention to why Speed Demon was saying what he was saying. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. OK. Oh, oh, my God. He was Jay. Okay. Oh, I get it now. Oh, wow. That's crazy all right, cool. Next page <laughs> like,
0: in, in his costume for the speed demon is kind of very loosely based on Jay Garrett's like style of costume with the blue pants, the red boots and kind of the lightning on, on the shirt. So he yeah. has that, that, uh, flap biker sort of, style. Yeah, I was going to yes, say that, the, that blaze the, has. Yeah. The, the, the old colored. school
1: biker yeah. flap like, that goes all the way back to the thirties being like a, a prominent style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's definitely, it definitely harkens back to it, which makes perfect sense that the basis for Etrigan's power and self is all from this guy having been a speedster back at that point in time. This probably would have been what he wore, essentially, as the Flash at that point in time, just with the lightning bolt going down across the chest, which, you know, it's another one of those things like, oh, man, I wish I could see more of the backstory of this. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Yes. And, uh. Nay, nay! That is not what you get. You, uh, you know, it, this is a choose-your-own-adventure. Be both before and after, you can make up whatever fucking story you want because uh, it's just like the points in "Whose Line Is It Anyway?" Um, it's all made up, and none of it matters.
0: <laughs> to Tumblr,
1: the whole thing—it's fan
0: fictions on Tumblr.
1: <laughs> fan fictions on Tumblr—you fucking know it, like. Oh, I can't wait till fucking 12 people read this. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we, we have we have. Uh, what's him call it called? I keep I keep going to say the night, the night demon, but it's night specter. I keep confusing the two uh, night specter. And he's still um, using the body of of Green Goblin. Uh, A.K.A. Harvey Dent, however you want to characterize him, and uh, they've separated the human part, which is Blaze Allen, from Etrigan. Uh That's why he couldn't quite feel him when he entered the uh, the entire sanctum. And uh, now the threat is that you know they're gonna they're gonna waste Blaze, and therefore uh, Etrigan won't have a tether to this realm anymore. And Therefore, the the battle, the race for the final soul will be will be lost to the Night Specter. Um, and just at the last second, crash! We have uh, another dude with a flaming skull who looks an awful lot like Ghost Rider, uh, rocking the same types of spikes and the chain and the the motorcycle with the fire wheels. Yep. His pants are yellow, and his top, with the high, the collar coming up around the neck, is uh, is deep red. Uh, so, still very much matching the color scheme of the Flash slash Kid Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, they say another Speed Demon. It's impossible, but so not if you're Merlin, apparently. <laughs> and uh, that's when you know <laughs> he's. You know, the chains from this new speed demon wrap around <laughs> the uh, night specter slash green goblins neck. And we just got a ah! from him. I don't, I don't know if he's, if he just wasted them or what. Um, and that's when this new demon just, you know, they say that the hiss of sizzling flesh and, you know, just all kinds of good, wholesome sounds. I'm sure. Uh, and he's like, Hey, it's me. Uncle blaze. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Wally. And uh, you know, he's like, what have you gotten in, gotten yourself into? And he's like, "Ah, oh, you're ungrateful. Merlin said, and he's like, Merlin, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Why would you listen to that dude? He wears a pointed hat with planets and <laughs> moons and all the fucking lucky charms on him. He cl- he huffs glue behind the elephant tent. <laughs> I know. That's where I met him. Huffing glue behind the elephant tent.
0: You're he a was dull making boy a lot there, of Wally. sense
1: at the time. <laughs> you're
0: a dull boy there,
1: Wally. You know, if those kids could read, they'd be really upset. And uh yeah, so he's just like, yeah, he he Night, Spo- Night Spectre hopes to succeed in his plan and, and get the advantage of a human host like Speed Demon did with you. He's like, Oh, perfect. So he's just taking a page out of our book. Well, I guess we're gonna have to fight and, you know, stop him as a as a team. Cool. That's what I wanted. Come on, come follow me, soul-cursed nephew. Let's go do this. So and... did, I,
0: did I miss the part here where uh, Blaze becomes Lord of Hell somehow? And I was like, what?
1: Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. Where did that but... happen? Hold on. I, maybe I missed it. Where did that happen?
0: Let's see. The goblin has been um, surrounded. Take him and claim hell.
1: Where is this? Is it's uh,
0: on that right after the crash, like on the other side where we first see his pants and all that. That's when um, like the Danny catch.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, that's what. League. Yeah. Because he was getting the last soul.
0: Yeah. That's so what, I was like, all right. What's he? That's gonna do what with the, this.
1: Yeah. That's what the whole thing was, though. I mean, the, the entire thing was getting the number of souls in order to have the keys to heaven, hell and earth. So, yeah, take take him and claim hell. And he's like, my lost soul found and night specter defeated. I wish no hell, my mission is completed. So he was offered it because he he got the soul. And he's like, nah, I'm I'm good. That's so not the Lord of Hell, but damn damn close to it. If he had changed his answer at the last second, could have been very different. Um and uh interesting to see Blaze and Etrigan walk off together and actually converse with one another because they have been separated. Uh, and you know, both realizing like they need to work together in order to stop all this bad shit from continuing to happen. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for blaze to finally say, all right, you know, these souls deserve better than us in, in the games that we're playing with them. We should put them to rest. Let's, let's do it quick. And they, you know, fuse back together. And, uh, Everybody goes to where they need to go. We get one last little glimpse of the head of Jay Garrick as he floats up towards the top of a small panel and see his helmet with uh, some wings on the side. That'd be on the next page, Leo. Hey, there you go. Right there in the upper left. Right above the Welcome to Gotham thing. Uh, And then uh, we have... Both uh Blaze and Wally, you know, putting feet down and saying, Let's saddle up. Ready, Speedy? He's like, Yes, let's go. And uh they they start booking it from uh outside the Gotham City limits and you get Speed Demon running and Speedy riding his, his demon bicycle, <laughs> his demon fueled bicycle, and uh looking pretty badass, quite frankly. That's yeah, a cool page for sure. Yeah, and uh we see that they kind of, you know, post up and they've reverted back to human form. And uh, you know, Wally's kind of excited. He's like, "I could be your sidekick," you know, like like Sparrow is to the is to Dark Claw, you know, a, a Robin and Batman basically. And uh, you know, Wally goes off after Barry and Blaze, tussles his hair. He's like, "Oh, you you crazy kid! You get out of here! You a Here's five cents. Go get yourself a root beer float." <laughs> and uh gee thanks mister thanks uncle blaze you're the best and uh as he goes off uh blaze is looking at a photo of, of him with uh iris in happier times and he's like you know wally is a good kid he's like the kind of son that iris and i might have had now i just feel like i've ruined his life like i did my own wait a minute if etrigan's the demon that i'm bonded with who's the demon Wally's bonded with be here in 30 days for battle lines drawn in blood. And now we see the night specter, uh, an apparition form of him in the sky, just going, ha 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 ha. ha. And that's, uh, that's all we get. <laughs> there's, there's no more kids. They, yep. they didn't revisit this one. I feel
0: like so they, they so could have so done so. something with Dead Man or something. You know, it's like there, there's so much that they could have done. And, uh, man, if, if this book has taught us anything, it's that we need Green Lantern lightsabers.
1: Dude, that thing looks fucking <laughs> that badass, really cool. man. You know what I mean? I would love to see that. That strikes me as the kind of thing that uh, a character like, not not the character themselves, but the, a character like Simon Boz would have, like, on the cosmic side Lyra. of things. And like the uh, the elite lanterns there, yeah. Like keep the ring embedded in this saber-like thing. Exactly. They still utilize the energy of it, but they prefer to to focus it as like this saber-type deal most of the time. Like I want to see that so badly now. It's 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 all I can think about. God damn it! No, this well, this is my next week. Fantastic, (laughs) (laughs) great. Wish I could draw. This sucks. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, it's uh this is a pretty pretty good book to kind of be just weird enough and have just enough familiarity on at least one end of things to really give you pause and be like, hmm, what is what is going on with this idea that they've come up with? Um, I, I do think it's one of the more intriguing ones, honestly. Definitely creative like I never in a million years would have thought to combine the Flash and Ghost Rider.
0: Yeah, it's I, pretty gonzo. Yeah.
1: You know, you, the easy answer would be somebody like, oh, sorry, somebody like Flash and Quicksilver or something like that. And I'm thankful they didn't because uh, that's that's definitely like the easy answer um you know there's it's kind of it's kind of crazy too because like they did do uh you know like i said they did amalgam comics cards for this entire like the first run uh when it was a brand new thing because they did two waves uh they did the whole marvel versus dc dc versus marvel and amalgam wave one where they did these 12 issues six and six uh and then they revisited it the next year in another crossover event called DC Marvel Marvel DC all access, all predicated upon the involvement of that character access that they both owned equally. Um, And they did a second wave of amalgam comics and uh, just not as strong a showing on the second wave as there was on the first, Um, just some, some sort of kind of, Odd choices to be made. Uh, I, I I feel like they were X Patrol. <laughs> yeah, they were uh, X Patrol. <laughs> I think was was first wave. As a matter of fact, oh, was
0: it? Because I, yeah. I know J was it J. Oh, you
1: might J L X was first. J L X was first wave. Yeah. I think they did a sec, one in the second wave called J L X Unleashed. Um, I could be wrong though.
0: It could be because yeah, you've got oh X Patrol. You you might be right because there's X Patrol, J L X, Spider Boy. Bullets and bracelets. Amazon, Doctor Strange, Fate, Assassin, Speed Demon, Legend of Dark Claw, Magneto and the Magnetic Men, Bruce Wayne, Agent of Shield, and Super Soldier. And that's that's what it's uh, showing us for uh, possibly for that first run.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. The first. Yeah. Amazon, Assassins, Doctor Strange, Fate, J. L. X. Legends of Dark Claw, Super Soldier, Bruce Wayne, Agents of Shield. Uh, Bullets and Bracelets, Magneto and the Magnetic Men, Speed Demon, Spider Boy, X Patrol. That's all wave one. Cool. And then wave two was Bat Thing, Dark yes. Claw Adventures, Generation Hex, JLX Unleashed, Lobo the Duck, Super Soldier Man of War, Challenges of the Fantastic, The Exciting X Patrol, Iron Lantern, The Magnetic Men featuring Magneto, Spider Boy Team Up, and Thorian of the New Asgods. Um thorian sucked iron lantern sucked super soldier man of war was not great it it was all like a 1940s type story it's just like eh, no you know like don't don't do that like don't delve into the past character of a character that like literally has no past like we get it When
0: you say Iron Lantern sucked, I mean, it seemed to me that it was absolutely on par with every other Iron Man comic at the time. So it was just like, it was like exactly that. So Iron Man was such a middle of the road comic. Yeah, it
1: was, it was boring. And here's the thing, like, if it were a normal run of the mill type deal, then Iron Lantern, you could have very easily been like, oh, it was all right. But here's the thing. It was part of the second wave of amalgam comics it was supposed yep. to be you know like something that was a big deal and it's like they took two of the least interesting characters in the world to me and mashed them together into another uninteresting character hal jordan and tony stark becomes iron lantern oh man thanks for that i didn't get you guys anything
0: so what do you think would have been a better mashup? Hal Jordan and Matthew Murdoch? Hal Jordan and Johnny Storm? You know,
1: uh... I I don't know, honestly. I've I've not given it much thought. I mean, I think at that point in time, I don't know that I would have even gone with Hal Jordan. Yeah, Hal Jordan Jordan's so- <laughs> I at that point in time, Kyle Rayner was still like the Green Lantern, you know? I mean he, for crying out loud, access for this entire thing first showed up in the Green Lantern Silver Surfer crossover, which was written by Ron Mars. And, you know, Kyle Rayner was the main character of that alongside Norman Rad. Um, I just I, I feel like there's probably more that you could have done there, especially if you had used Kyle Rayner, even if it were Kyle Rayner combined with Tony Stark. I mean, probably would have been a little bit more interesting. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel like there's maybe, maybe if you wanted to combine an Iron Man with someone else and then Green Lantern with someone else, that probably would have been a better idea altogether.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was thinking like John Henry irons or something, but you know, they were looking for like a different, different way to go. You know? Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I, they were trying to look at different characters and find some, some way to, to bring the parts together, and, and that's fine. Uh, I just, you know, I don't know that that was the way to go about doing it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, he looked alright, but he also like it was also kind of weird. So it was like, all right. But I'm with you, and you know, maybe maybe next year we we hit amalgam again. You know, and you know, because yeah, really yeah, because we picked out this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I mean, we're 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 hitting it for all of May, like a Ma- a Magum. <laughs> but however you want to say it, Amalgam. A- <laughs> amalgam. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, like we're we're doing amalgam comics in May, so um, you know we're 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 only gonna hit like a few of these, which is nice because there's only twenty four altogether. Um, so you know we we enjoy these little these little treats. Um, it's part of the, part of the perks of of doing this. We get to touch upon some stuff, but I don't want to blow our wad. Yeah, uh, for for all of this, uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff. Like, I can't wait until a point in the future where we talk about assassins, because like that one was one I thought was done incredibly well, and it, on the face of it, like I was so confused. Like looking at the cover, I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> And when I read the book, I was like, "Oh, this is actually pretty fucking brilliant! Like, it was it was nothing short of incredible." By the time I got to the end of it, and I was, and part of it too may have been that like I was really starting to get into like my daredevil kick, a bit more. Um, but goddamn, did did I read that and like just say to myself like Why can't I just get like this and a couple others is just monthly? Just please, just give this to me." Yeah, there's like, so many I, good stories that can be told here. I love I love Fisk in that one. The big question, like, oh, you clever sons of bitches! Like that is so fucking good. Like, what's the big question? Oh, don't worry, you'll find <laughs> the answer out soon enough. Um, but yeah, like, there's 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 really great stuff here. There's really good combos, really weird combos, and with certain things of this, like I was saying, like the uh, the comic book cards, which I have, and I'll I'll, I'll have to just pull out and just go through them a bit. Um, that was like some of the most information that you'd be able to get on a lot of these characters and these, you know, these quote storylines, these big like crossover events that they had for amalgam comics over the years. Um, which was a lot of fun because, you know, especially in the days before the internet was ubiquitous, um, that was it, you know, you weren't finding uh, anything other than that set dedicated to fleshing out any other part of this whatsoever.
0: Yeah. There's Uh, no dedication to it. It's definitely like, like the stepchild of the two of them where they've just kind of like forgotten about it.
1: I still feel like there was a missed opportunity for them to address Captain Marvel in doing Amalgam comics. Like that would have been absolutely fucking incredible for them to look at Captain Marvel Shazam and Captain Marvel Marvel, and figure out like where the, where the, the through line on that would be and, and how to combine them like you could do like a super science mysticism thing and still have it be you know i mean for crying out loud we're, we're already halfway there with some of the captain marvel stuff they were doing with the nega bands and switching places and the, the uh microverse and what have you like could have been something very easy to do just like that but with billy batson and a super powered individual and they swap places and stuff like you know, but what the fuck do I know? I'm just a 41 <laughs> yeah. year old guy in 2023 talking about comic books he read when he was in fucking seventh grade. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just the guy. I'm just the guy on a podcast talking about the stuff that was made. So you know, I know fuck all. But um, you know, it, we're not going to see the like of something like this again. Not for a good long time, anyway.
2: Well, you, you never know. You know, it's uh. I don't think we're out of the realm of possibility nowadays with a, a DC Marvel team up.
1: Well, I mean, I, maybe, I didn't say DC Marvel, but yeah, I mean, like the, I didn't go ahead. Go ahead. Oh,
0: <laughs> um, I, I was just gonna say like the, um, the Power Rangers crossover with the Ninja Turtles just did something like this where they kind of bring like the Rangers and like the Turtles are the Rangers and all that. It is definitely not an outside of continuity sort of thing, but it's like you are getting that little blend of the characters where it's like, Oh, Ranger X is Casey Jones or something. (gasps) Oh my God. You know, it's, it's kind of like that, but it's, it's definitely still like between boom and IDW comics. So.
1: Yeah. I mean listen I'm not saying that it's it, I'm not saying it's not outside of the realm of possibility I'm actually saying like you know it'll be a, it'll probably just be a while before we see something like this again uh I don't think it's like right around the corner not not by any stretch I I think yeah. I think it'll take something of uh gargantuan effort on both sides but also just with the way that branding and everything works and how clearly delineated they are with the entities that actually own them between disney and warner brothers um yeah there's there might be room for collaboration there but you know doing doing amalgam initially doing it the first couple years like it kind of worked well because the comics industry was not doing so hot
0: Oh, true yeah all
1: together and um, even after the fact with the way that rights were split up and and the characters themselves were created and held on to um, you you still have to deal with the whole who's who framed Roger rabbit of it all mm-hmm. you know it's it's a it's a fine it's a it's a very delicate dance between both sides and everybody has to feel like they're they're getting uh they're getting the the benefits of it and and no one's dicking over anybody else and uh the considering the machinery involved like that is that is something that would be very 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 difficult as a tightrope to walk uh i can just imagine the the marketing people and the nightly fucking headaches they would have over it um you know but that being said if and when there is a new wave slash wave three of such a thing, uh there's no room for some of the fuckery that occurred in like especially like wave two generation hex get fucked like for real. <laughs> Seriously, like the Jonah they, Hex? Yeah, they okay. took Generation X and Jonah Hex and combine them into like an old west type oh it's so fucking terrible it's not good but it matches you got a g and an x yep nailed it see and that's why people like <laughs> leo should not be in charge of making decisions for things like this yeah i mean there's there's some stuff that works there really is and i think they need to to really look at the things that work best i mean the fact that they took Wolverine and Batman combined them, but then still took Batman and Nick Fury and combined them and came up with two completely different stories and characters is, you know, all the proof you need of the ingenuity. And that's just from utilizing one character with two others, you know, like where it should have been four. There were three.
2: Oh, wait. So instead of uh, having his eye
1: scratched out by a cat, scratched out by a bat.
0: I don't think he loses his eye.
1: Yeah, it's uh he he has he has both eyes, Leo. But E for effort, pal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's scratched
0: um, out by a flurkin, by the way. So,
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I mean, really, really cool to see like Bruce Wayne as like the agent of Shield, like that whole like type deal. Uh, and then you still have Dark Claw, which is Logan, but Batman, which arguably has one of the Best constructed villains, just like amalgamated villains out of yep. everybody in the entirety of Amalgam Comics. They combined the Joker and Sabretooth and made his character into the hyena. And god damn it, it's it's fucking genius. Like he's gigantic, yep. just like Sabretooth, but he still like looks like the Joker, like the face, like, but uh he I mean he he does the whole laugh, like <laughs> uncontrollably too, like a hyena it's very unsettling and it works so well That's for great. that character in the world they set up
0: i don't know if you could see like how just sinister he looks
1: yeah oh there oh, you wow. go yeah it's fucking great dude yeah I mean yeah, it's
0: yeah it's one of those things it, yeah. it's it's just like yeah the 90s was such a time you know, <laughs> it's just like with all this stuff going on, it was like, wow. You, you you talk about like what made you love comics and all that, and then it's like, wait a minute, I get to learn all about this one universe and this other universe, and then to the Twain shell mix. Okay,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and that's actually I think one of the cool things about Amalgam too is it, it really does jump right into the the idea I've always had about what ifs and and else worlds is that if you do read such a thing and you're not a hundred percent certain on what the actual situation that they're posing a question on may have been then you can take it upon yourself to learn more about it like hey so what's what is the deal with this like you can what stories do i read and then you find out more about it and it, it it got you interested in the initial you know, imaginary tale but it led you to like the actual storyline that it pulled from and who knows how much further you take it from that point point. and even if you read that one storyline and it's something you dig and you maybe dipped your toe in past that and you're like nah I just like that one that's okay because otherwise it was not a story that you ever would have read had you not picked up what if issue you know 38 you, you know um i i think stuff stuff like that is really cool like if you if you picked up um you know if you if you picked up uh, superman cal like the world, and you're like oh this is an interesting story it's like oh well if you think that's interesting maybe you should check out the actual character when he was actually he landed in smallville kansas check this out it's called john byrne man of steel like oh wow and You know, there you go. You have you have somebody that would read six issues of that based off of one book that they read, and you know, hopefully they like it. They dip their toe past it. They like that, great. If not, like what'd you think of these six issues? Oh, these were fun. I wish I wish I wish everything was this short. Oh, don't we fucking all
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it.
1: Six issues. Oh yeah, that's the dream. Like, can we get? Can we whittle it down to one? Just like one, fifty-page issue. Like, can we do that? I, I, I got shit I got to do today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not.
0: It's not a bad what if like and it's not a bad universe and everything else like this is a high concept book that goes through a lot of stuff. And, you know, it it leaves with that good cliffhanger at the end where it's like, okay, sets it up like I I was mentioning. It kind of sets it up like, oh, who is that? So it's like, oh, there's a mystery. You know, he's laughing. So it's like, you know, it's not like the Batman movie where they killed the Joker at the end. It's like there's. Their stakes the stakes are real they overcome them and then it's like okay you've won the battle not the war
1: yeah yeah exactly and so it's
0: it's a good departure I think you know where you kind of like go off all right this is amalgam listeners so go check it out see what you think like are we crazy <laughs> you know?
1: yeah I mean it's it's really cool they all start off in media rest too you know mm-hmm. just in in the thick of the story so you know even though it says like number one on each thing, it's really not treated as a number one for each individual issue. It's like a Marvel Now number it's, one. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's everything is treated as if it's already been in the midst of a, a lengthy run and this is a character that's been around for god knows how long. And, you know, if you're picking this up to read it, you you're probably aware of it. Uh, and they seed enough information, pepper enough stuff throughout that you can if you have a, a deeper knowledge of comic lore, especially on both sides, then you're gonna appreciate a little bit more. But otherwise, uh, they're telling pretty straightforward stories, you know. And and just like the the concept being what it is, like, hey, here's a combined character. Enjoy, you know. And 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 I and I dig it. Uh, you know, like, True. yeah, me too. Assassins number one, like I said, is probably like. One of the best examples I can think of for something that just on the face of it, you look at and you're like, I just what this makes no sense to me. What who are these people supposed to be? And then when you read the issue, you know, it's just like, oh, well, that's probably way too smart for the fucking room. And it's not and that's not to its detriment. Uh, It's just it's one of those things where like this is so fucking good that it shouldn't have been just relegated to this one issue. And um, more power to them for not, you know, going past and saying like, "Well, we own these characters, so this is what we're gonna do from now until forever." Uh, We'll release like a special every year, you know, until the end of the world. Um, But you know, I'd read it. it. But I, I do. It would be nice if they, if they were able to work on something like, you know uh on a anniversary type status that that would be that would be fucking great to be perfect if we ever honest. get a
0: chance to talk to jim lee you know um i'll bring it up i'll be like hey is there any chance that we'll get more amalgam and if not you know can we just get a little more of yeah you know
1: if i ever get a t- chance to talk to jim lee i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking talk to him a about a completely different fucking set of Else Worlds type stories. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I, I talked to him and I said we should have an animated uh, you know, uh, formerly known as the Justice League. And then, then he's like, oh, I don't know if people would really like that. It's like, yeah, we haven't really looked into that. And I went, Maybe you should. You know? <laughs> it's like I, I
1: I just wanna I just wanna ask someone to fucking create a goddamn ongoing series. Just one series. You don't have to fucking make a thing out of the it else
0: worlds or something you know
1: just fucking straight up generations you know i i want to see a world that was started for superheroes in 1938 with the debut of superman in 1939 the de- the debut of batman and everything just progressed naturally from that point on i want to see that like you can literally start that in media rest too That's like that
0: Chip Zdarsky Spider-Man through the years series. Did you read that? No. That was so it's Spider-Man the '60s, Spider-Man the '70s, Spider-Man the '80s, '90s, and such on. It's a six-issue series where it's like you go and you age along with Spider-Man from the '60s on. So maybe maybe that's kind of a similar concept.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, John Byrne did it. It was it's an Elseworld, and you know I I do want to cover it at some point, but that it was a four-part prestige format mini series that he did for Elseworlds he wrote, wrote and drew it and it was so popular that they made a sequel to it another four part prestige format and then that was also so popular that they ended up making a 12 issue year long mini well maxi series out of generations 3 wow yeah and um, it really is it's all just based on superman debuts in 38 Batman debuts in 39. There you go. It all just goes from that point. Um, Dick Grayson eventually takes over as Batman. He meets an unfortunate end. Bruce Wayne Jr., who is Robin to Dick's Batman, takes over as Batman from that point on. Um, Bruce has retired, He and he is off doing God knows what. Um, he just kind of was like, you know, I'm going to go do my thing, and they're like, like what and he goes, whatever I want. I'm Batman, you know, and, and <laughs> like, you didn't really see him like or Michael uh, Keaton of him kind of, kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, and like you, you find, you know, later on in the series, you get into like some Raj al Ghul stuff and what have you. And it, it all factors in, I mean, they even have like early on the golden age green lantern, Alan Scott. And then later on in like the nineties, you see Kyle Rayner is green lantern, but his costume is fashioned after Alan Scott's costume from the thirties. So he's got like the red shirt with the old style lantern on it, but he's still got like the, the forearm guards and the oh, neat. slightly fuller face mask, you know? So it's like the, the legacy thing, how Jordan like never became a green lantern in, in it. He, he was a, he was still he was in the services, and then he ended up becoming president of the United States of America. Oh wow! Yeah, um, it's like
0: the nail here. You know, it's like
1: yeah, but it, I mean, it was it was fucking great. I mean, like there's this one thing in it: like uh, Lois Lane is accidentally uh, exposed to gold kryptonite when she's pregnant with her and Superman's first kid. Gold kryptonite permanently robs Kryptonians of their powers, mm-hmm. so their kid is born completely human. They name him Joel as a way to name him after jor Joel Kent. And uh, they end up having a little girl a little while later, and they name her Kara. And she's a toe-headed little little kid, and she actually develops the powers of her father. And Lois puts a red sunstone necklace around her to wear, so it negates her powers while she's like out in public and going to school oh, and stuff. Clever. Um, but then Joel grows up, knowing that his father is Superman, but also being informed of the fact that he was never going to have his powers because of the incident that befell his mother when she was kidnapped by Lex Luthor. And then Lex Luthor starts fucking reaching out to the kid when he's like 9 or 10 years old and starts manipulating him from that early on. And the kid just develops this hardcore inferiority complex, goes into the armed services, goes overseas to fight in the Vietnam War, He's just a fucking mess, dude. And all of that plays into, like, Nightwing coming into play for the Batman mythos later on. And, dude, it's just, it's really fucking cool. Like, the whole idea of legacy. I want a fucking comic book series, like, the way Earth 2 was done, but dedicated to, like, that world. That'd be cool. Yeah. I would I'd love to see that. You know, and I'm not saying you have to make it a wide-ranging thing. You don't need to make it anything other than the series it is if you want to do like one-off specials that cover like the background of a particular character okay fine i get that but otherwise you can make it like one ongoing series you can break it up like they did with earth 2 where it's like this set of books is is generations whatever you know like you know volume blah, blah blah whatever you want to name it and just covers different aspects showing you like what is different because of the existence of these characters from the early point on. And like, I love the shit they do with Raj al Ghul and how they play with the Lazarus pits in it. And in the, the idea of it in this is the Lazarus pit can only be used once. And the way it's used, it's two adversaries go in and it's a battle of wills. And whoever has the stronger will absorbs the absolute life force of the other person, and it makes them immortal. And Bruce Wayne, as an old man, when he goes off and he's like, Well, deuces everyone, I'm off to do my own thing. Yeah, he he had seen hints about someone known as the Demon's Head for years. And now that he wasn't Batman, he was going to dedicate his his own time and resources to finding out exactly who the fuck it was that was running so much shady and shadowy shit all over the world. And he finally meets Rachel Ghoul, who reveals himself, and then immediately he's like, Hey, here's a challenge for you, detective. This is called the Lazarus Pit, and he steps in and Batman fucking wins. That's really cool yeah i'm like damn dude that's so much cooler than constantly going up against this dude like every other fucking month <laughs> like oh wouldn't you like to know batman you also have a son now what the
0: fuck? <laughs> so you're, you're talking about like um uh, the idea of selling comics like on a monthly basis too versus like telling a good and uh complete story so it's like that's the fine line that we're always going to have to walk with this
1: medium you know yeah well that's the thing like i mean i think i think you can you can make that something that could sell monthly you know that that people want to pick up it could be a lot of fun it's different um but it could still very well be telling like a complete story and like i said you can jump around because there's so much time there that can be filled in, you know. You don't. You, yeah, you don't like Hellboy to... does
0: with yeah. like, oh, uh, BRPD uh, nineteen seventy four. You know like, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, no, that so that makes sense.
1: You can you can do you can do like a, a generations Batman uh six, you know sixty eight or whatever, and it's actually it's actually like Dick Grayson as Batman with Bruce Wayne Junior as his Robin, and you know you see what they're up to, like what what are the villains. Past Batman showing up in thirty nine look like in the sixties. Who do you, who do they fight? Who do they deal with?
0: Yeah, and do you have a legacy Joker? Do you have a legacy? I don't know. Maybe not Penguin, but like is an aged Penguin. You know, going. To... Yeah, I think it's a cool idea.
1: Yeah, show me a Egghead Junior. You know, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's do it. I like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So overall, overall, just saying, um, you know this this concept it it always opens up the floodgates for what is possible when you start thinking about it. Um, This is something that uh, any number of comic book nerds have done for years and years, you know, like combining the ideas of two characters, the characteristics and what have you, like who would this person be like, Oh, professor doom, Dr. X. Okay. We get it. clever. But you know, these, these guys and gals who worked on all these things, they, they legitimately were handed that as a sandbox. Like, Hey, if you could, what would you do here? And uh, I mean, these are the ones they picked. I would love to see the preliminary designs and pitches done for what wasn't selected for either one of these waves. I'm sure there's some stuff there that we would be looking at and, and smacking our heads. going, why wouldn't they do that? Why are they all metamorpho? <laughs> I don't know how many of these guys can be Wolverine Marvel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, okay, guys, listen, listen, I'm telling you, for the umpteenth time, not everyone can be based on Wolverine, Spider-Man, Batman, <laughs> or Superman. Pick some other people. I got the Punisher. Oh, yeah, who'd you combine the Punisher with? Wolverine and Spider-Man. All right, yeah. shut up. Go sit in the corner. not even the. That's not
0: even the other, even the other it's, company. It's
1: all Marvel, <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> you like purposely not understanding the assignment now that's
0: it McFarlane you're out <laughs> moon Knight, eclipse that's what I'd go with
1: moon night eclipse that could be interesting yeah hmm
0: I'm not smart enough to write it because I don't know enough about
1: uh <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know enough about moon eclipse <laughs> <Knight>.
0: Eclipso. <laughs> so.
1: right but no there's definitely something there I think yeah uh, anyway anyway uh so yeah I'm listen if, if you get the chance everyone uh Check out Speed Demon. It was it was from 1996, uh, Amalgam Comics. Um, I do also recommend uh, tracking down Marvel versus DC uh, if you want to get like the full story, the way that all of the first wave of those twelve issues between Marvel and DC was set up. Like I said, it's Marvel versus DC, DC versus Marvel, one through three, then the wave of twelve, uh, and then part four. Ties a bow on it and gets everything separated out, but still allows for the existence of the amalgam universe. Uh, that's why they were able to revisit it in the second wave. So, highly recommend. You can track them down. A lot of places. You know, there are some some places on the interwebs where you can find the people scanning these things digitally, and you can you can read them right there on the website. Because uh, finding these things can be a pain in the ass. Uh, the tra- they don't print the trade paperbacks anymore. If you were to try to track them down, you might find it, but it might be pretty costly. Uh, I think the second one's about 50 bucks. Yeah. I I think uh, you're probably looking at anywhere from 50 to a hundred dollars, depending on uh, which one, because DC did two collections for the characters slash comics that they made. And then Marvel made two collections, uh, one, one for each wave on both sides of it. Uh, But that being said, We'll, uh, we'll make our egress now, and, and we'll give our valedictions. I'll, I'll start off here. Uh, everybody, uh, once again, I am Powerful Brandon, and uh, if you feel so inclined, please come on over to the Powers Combined Facebook group. Uh, we're just a bunch of nerds, dorks, geeks that like to get together and share memes, news, info, good laughs, and good times to be had by all. Our number one rule there is don't be a jerk. If you violate that, you'll be booted immediately. Uh, past that, if you want to follow me on social media, you can check me out on Twitter at Brandon's powers and on Instagram at this Brandon has powers. Uh, you can also check out the Instagram for this show uh, at comics paradox podcast. Um, and uh You know aside from from here uh every other week on sunday you can check me out on wednesday nights uh 9 p.m eastern standard time uh geeking out with our good buddy leo occasionally uh our friend justin here and uh every once in a while a gaggle of other geeks on the midweek geeks uh weekly talk show that we we cover uh all things geeky that have occurred over the past seven days between episodes Um, and you can also find, uh, Leo, Justin, and myself switching off with this show with the dork Knight podcast, uh, in which we discuss all things, Batman, uh, storylines going all the way back to the, uh, the conception of the character in 1939 to, uh, current as well as different iterations and different forms of media. Uh, we got we got two guys who are huge Batman fans and just absolutely love the character, the mythos, and so many things of and about him. And then uh, there's also me. I <laughs> I, I, sh- I show up, so I got that going for me, which is nice. Uh, and you can check that out uh, as well as as this one, like you you already found wherever find podcasts or broadcast. Okay, Mister Justin.
0: Yeah, you can check me out on Facebook at the Epic Shells Ninja Turtles group. You can go uh, check out my podcast all about Ninja Turtles called Epic Tales from the Sewers, a TMNT podcast. Just uh, look for that wherever you find podcasts. If you're into music, check out our new show, Generation Playlist, where we go through and uh, generate a playlist based on a particular artist. So, uh, you know, do that. And Otherwise, like Brandon said, check out our shows, Comics Paradox, this one, and the Dork Knight podcast.
2: Awesome gaggle of geeks. I like that, you know.
1: <laughs> that one's for free, Leo. <laughs> thank you, thank you.
2: Uh and uh yeah, for me, just Google me, you'll find me. Uh, but more importantly, check out these awesome dudes. Uh, and like they said, we do a bunch of shows, uh, along with Comics Paradox, the Dork Knight. We're doing splash pages every Tuesday. Uh Midweek Geeks was mentioned. Uh, I also do uh still token with and uh, head on over to thedorkening.com and you can find all the latest episodes there. And uh with that, I'll catch you guys later.
1: Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.